It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. That's right. Our players recognize that the history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. We already have six national championships. Now we have seven. We play well in the Orange Bowl. You can't say, well, that was then, this is now. That's Oklahoma football. We have a great history in this Orange Bowl, and it's only getting better. Rush is back. Man, 22 years ago today since Bob Stoops hoisted the... Feel old yet? Crystal ball. Yeah, feel old all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I felt old this morning when I woke up. Feel old yesterday. Sure. Uh, But, yeah, time flies. And um, we don't know who's going to lift the trophy this year, but... What do you mean? You just told me TCU 30 minutes ago during a break. You can choose to believe it or not, but TCU is winning the national championship, which TCU playing for national championship still feels weird, and it's going to feel weird on Monday night when I see it. I don't know. I don't know how. Actually, I know exactly how I feel about it. I don't like it. You don't like it? It's jealousy more than anything is what it is. Yeah, okay. Overall for the sports, um, I I think it's, it's probably great. That a new face like this is in the is in the title game. I don't know if it's going to be great for ratings necessarily. I'm sure they'll do fine, but someone we've never seen in a championship game before. We've been asking for this for a while, have we not? Yeah, I agree. What is what does this mean for TCU? Uh, is, is this something that you think they're going to be able to to capitalize on and run with? I I don't know how they can't. Hard man, to say because. They were already in a position, I think even before the year. Like if you were to talk about the teams that are you know, poised best to really control the new Big 12, TCU would be one of the first teams you mentioned because of their recent track record and the location they're in in the DFW. Now playing in a national championship, and if you win the thing, TCU is definitely, I mean, they are in a golden spot moving forward to be the best team in the conference moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next year's could be tough on them, though. You're going to lose a lot of guys. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens to them at quarterback. Uh, we know Duggan's. Well, Chandler Morris um, is probably going to be QB1, wouldn't you think? I know. Probably, but he's stepping into a little bit different of a situation all of a sudden than he was uh, at the beginning of this year when he was the starter, right? Uh, coming off a disappointing year, coach is gone. Uh, you know, got a new hire there, and you know, I, I I don't know what the expectations were really to start off the season. That's a little bit different than stepping into the starting quarterback role on a team that just played in the national championship. You know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, well, not having Quentin Johnston back there is. Uh, yeah, I'd say that that's that's pretty big. Now the uh, the Big Twelve next year, I 
can you even start to can you even start on what a top three entering the year might look like? Because TCU's had a great year, yeah, but they're losing a lot. Uh, Deuce Vaughn's heading to the NFL. That's a huge blow for Kansas State. I, I mean, was it, shocked by that. It's it's going to be a wide open year in the conference next year, seemingly. Seemingly, yes. Um, Texas is losing their best player. Be fascinated by the Texas situation. Losing their best player, they're going to have a quarterback controversy whether they want one or not with yours and Manning. Um, yeah, I, hard to say. Now, Tech, watch out for Texas Tech. Um, I think I think Kansas State, even though Deuce Vaughn is is leaving, I think that still could be a really solid football team. They'll find like a two star, five foot six running back from yeah. somewhere in Texas that nobody recruited. That's a star next year. Yeah, I don't know. I I like Oklahoma, but you know, we'll have to see have to see what type of progress we made because uh, we all know that we've got a long way to go to get where we need to be and. I think that there's a I think there's a good chance that you get there, but we got to have some guys step up and uh, and have a really good off season. So, yeah, you're right. It is wide open, especially whenever we don't know the schedule it's yet. So annoying, man. Like I, I, I thought like okay, well maybe it's got to be this week. We're in January. They said Jan or the rumor was January. It's the first week. Like. It's got, I don't have any confidence it's going to be this week. Next, the rumor will be March is when they release it. After the NCAA tournament's over. I don't get it. Let, all right, let me ask you a question. Because I'm, I would like to see the schedule, but I guess I understand why they haven't released it. Your mark operates a little bit differently. When would be the best time to release it? To, to get people talking it's about true. it. true. No, I mean, when there's nothing going on in the offseason, sure. Well, yeah. would it be like the day after the national championship or maybe the day of the national championship? Like, how do you – I mean, I think if you did it the day of the national championship, you could capitalize on some college football. Like, everyone's going to be thinking college football on that day, and that's a chance to grab some attention and we've have seen, people talking about your conference. We've seen head coach hirings happen on that day for the very reason that you're talking about. So they yeah. do they do approach with a different mindset than than uh, previous commissioners, which is not a bad thing for them. So no, that, that's that's actually fair. I'm just yeah. impatient and I want to see what the schedule looks like next year, though. Well, it, it, we're impatient because we've got four new teams coming to the conference. If it was just the same Big Twelve releasing next year's schedule we wouldn't really care right because we we'd know who we're playing at home we know who we're playing away we just wouldn't know how it lays out you know time wise but now we don't know where we're going or who's coming to our house so it's interesting Doug Miles says, then again, 12 short months ago, we were all declaring Baylor-Oklahoma State was going to run the post-OU Texas Big 12 Conference since that is what we saw in the title game the previous year. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, TCU's, I, I think that, I think that they've got a bit of a, a uphill battle. Now, I, I think we can all agree that they're going to be a player. Are they going to be the favorite? 
like once the dust settles and we see where like where the transfer portal is and who's staying for sure, who's going, like do any more guys leave their schools? We'll get a better picture of it. Um, but it's a good question. Like, so if you had to pick right now who you think wins the Big 12 next year, who would you oh say? Oh, my God. Um, it's hard, right? Dude, I, 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 like, I, I don't want to, like, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin on that. Like, I know. I'd like to sit here and say that I think the OU defense is going to be a lot better, or the running game for OU is good. I mean, there's just too many, there's too many ifs right now for me to say OU. Right, I mean, I, I, right. I can have that take, but there's so many ifs that's going to happen. I, I, I think Cincinnati, I don't think they're going to be the same program under Fickle. Um, don't know a ton about BYU and UCF going into next year. If I had to pick someone, or Will Howard, is can Will Howard come back next year? Yeah. I might, okay, then I might, if I had to pick, I guess I'd pick Kansas State. But I don't even feel yeah. great about that. I think Oklahoma will have the best quarterback coming back. Um, now, that's if Dylan Gabriel comes back, and I I believe that he will. So what about Jalen so, Daniels at KU? Um, He's got a new deal he, with, with Adidas. Really? Yeah, good for him. Um, he, I, I don't know. He's He's electric. There's no doubt about that, but. I think that maybe if all things were equal, he would be better, but all things are not equal. Dylan Gabriel is going to have some better players surrounding him. I think I'd take Dylan Gabriel in that situation, but I, it is a good point. I'm not taking Kansas to win the conference. So I, even if I will say that Daniels is a better quarterback, I, of, the, of the teams that I feel like are going to be in the fight at the end, I think Oklahoma's going to have the best quarterback. Um, I think we're going to be, from what I saw, at least whenever we talk about carrying the football, our one-two punch at running back is probably going to be the best in the conference. Deuce Vaughn's gone. Texas is going to have to retool at running back. Um, Guy, is Squirrel graduating from Baylor? Is is Squirrel out of there? No, I I think that could be – yeah, I'm, I I can I can get on board with that I, one because I think you. the tech I think both of the tech guys are gone right. Sir Roderick Thompson he's has been there to be. nine years. Yeah, nine years after he transferred from Alabama. Yeah. Um, so I like what we got at running back. Um, now wide receiver, we will we will probably have the lowest production wide receiving core returning in the Big 12. Wow. I mean, there may be someone else lower, but... I would say that there's going to be someone else lower than OU. Um, God, TCU's well, got it. I mean, they're at least losing... Jalil Farouk is going to be our our leading returning receiver. I understand that, but there's some teams that... Like, how, how great was West Virginia throwing the ball this year? And like Bryce Ford Wheaton, is he gone? I, I think they're I got Yeah, he think. and Prather may both be gone. Um Xavier like take Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. There's like nothing there. I there's some there's gonna be some other teams with lower production. Yeah. But we don't have any. We've got uh Mims, in my opinion, is gonna be gone. 
Braden Willis, our number two, is going to be gone. Farouk is back. He caught five touchdowns, 466. Drake Stoops is back at 393. Weiss is gone. Eric Gray is gone. The next guy that's back is Marcus Major with 61 yards. It's been a while since I've heard you so down about one particular position at OU like you are the wide receivers going into next year. If you combine all of our wide receiver production that's returning, you get like 860 yards and eight touchdowns. Which I don't think. That's everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Iowa State has like 300 yards outside Xavier Hutchinson, but fair point. If OU wins the spring game, we could be in a good position next year. That's from the 405. (laughs) Uh, Stogner is back. They're pointing that out on the text line. That's true, but he's not a receiver. Uh, O-line is a huge hurdle. It is going to be an issue next year. Rain can't stay healthy. Matoyer sucks. Biedenboe hasn't developed Parks or Anderson or recruited any depth. Are they going to be able to scheme around that for 13 games? Uh, That's what that text, as harsh as that was, that sounds like you talking about the wide receivers. Well, Matalier, I think he's gone, isn't he? Uh, I feel like that's the case. I think Matalier's gone. Rame, uh, fact check comes back true on the Rame statements. But um, I think Tyler Guyton is going to be excellent. I think Savion Bird has a chance to be excellent. We'll see. I don't I don't think uh, offensive line is going to be the biggest problem on offense. It's If we get to a point where the offensive line is what we're talking about is the problem, then that means someone has stepped up at wide receiver, and I'm, I'm feeling better about it. But right now we have like, – we don't have any playmaking. I, I shouldn't say that. I, this makes it sound like I'm bashing Jalil Farouk. I don't. I don't want to bash Jalil Farouk. Too late. I think he's a. I think he's a good, solid player coming back. But I. That's. We got to have someone step up, man. We got to have multiple guys. And I've yet to see it. I was hoping Nick Anderson was going to do something in the bowl game. And I'm listen. He's. He hadn't played hardly all year. It's not not a shock that he didn't, but um, I don't know. I don't feel good about it because this year we had Mims, who was excellent coming into the year, and our receiving core, I would say, was one of the lowlights of the year. Yeah, no, they had collectively like some individual games that were – as bad at wide receiver as I've seen in a while. And I'm thinking about, like, the Oklahoma State game and the West Virginia game, those two games. I Like, I haven't – I'm not as down on the wide receivers as you are going you into mean? next year. Explain I, that to me. Well, it's, it's hard to be as down as you are about the wide receivers. I'm not saying that I think that they're going to be the best group in the Big 12, but – Who's going to be the best receiver on the team next year? Probably Jaleel Farouk, most likely. I okay, think he'd be the heavy favorite. Think- where do you think he'll end up ranking in in the conference? Uh, in terms of just overall stats, um, without knowing for sure who's going to come back, I think that he could rank in the back end of the top five. Back into the top five? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 
Not like this uh, This offense throws a ton of deep balls. If he's their deep ball guy, which I think he could be, he'll he'll have a chance for a lot of numbers next year. I don't know, man. Why didn't they throw it deep to him this year? I Because they threw it to Mims when they wanted to throw deep. That was their deep ball hmm. guy, essentially. I don't think you just pick one deep ball guy and say, this is the only guy we're going to throw the ball deep I to. I don't think so either, but it felt like the mass majority of those deep balls were going to Mims. And they did throw some deep balls to Farouk. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. We, um, I don't know. I'm worried about it. Oh, I know you're worried about it. Trust me. I can all sense that. Well, we got to have some size. We got to have some speed. We got to have some route running ability. Like right now, I... We don't have size. Like, is, is, does Farouk have exceptional size? No. No. Does he have exceptional speed? It's it's okay. Um, he, he did it's some okay. nice things yeah. in the open field. Yeah. And, and, okay. If you're asking me, which this is where you're ultimately going to go, do they have anyone with elite size or elite speed at wide receiver? Jaden Gibson has elite size. I don't think anyone's going to say that he's an elite receiver. But that would be like the only thing that they have with those two things. Oh, so what you're telling me is if we just combined all of the traits of all of our receivers, we'd come with come up with one elite guy. <laughs> As of right now, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> is that an issue? Is that a problem? Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, hey, let me get a few of these texts real quick. I know this okay. is a broad question, but you say we will have the best running back duo in the conference. But why not say it could be the best duo in the country? Have you seen an elite duo in the country at running back? Georgia always has running backs, but what about what what our two freshmen showed against FSU was just flat out amazing. Ole Miss had two really good running backs this year. The Judkins kid and Zach Evans, who Zach Evans just declared for the draft. Judkins yeah. had over fifteen hundred yards rushing, and Zach Evans was just under a thousand. That was a pretty good duo. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know because I don't know enough about the duos at running back in the country to make that statement. There's a ton of running backs out there. I don't know. I would just be okay with the best in the conference because it's been, frankly, it's been a while since we had the best running back in the conference. Uh, let's see. Rodney Anderson the last time, 2017. Yeah. We good with that, everyone? Can we move on from that? Yeah, well, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson had a hell of a back end of the 2020 season. But, yeah. Eric Gray was really good, but got so was Deuce Vaughn and Bijan Robinson. Yeah, so it's un- hard yeah to unfortunately. Say, hard to say he was. He was really good, though. Yes, he was. Text line says, man, I love Shania Twain. Well, you're in luck because <laughs> it's blaring right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just – you're going off of blind faith, which there's – I'm there's not going off blind faith. Wrong. I mean, I, I saw this wide receiver core this year. You're, you're acting like I think that they're great and nothing's wrong. Dude, I am recognizing that that position group has to be a lot better. All I'm saying is I'm not as down as you are about them. Like, I still see some potential. Like, Gavin Freeman, well, like, potential. we'll see what – I mean, there, there, there's – there's a, there's a handful of guys here, whether it's newcomers or guys that didn't play a whole lot this year. 
guys that could turn out to be players this year. I'm not. All I'm saying is I'm not giving up on them just yet like you are. I'm not giving up on them. I, I, there's a lot of potential there, but that's that's all we've got. Is that's my point? Is that is all we have is potential. Nick Anderson, you know he call it how it is, missed an entire year with a hamstring, an entire year. Right, Jaden Gibson. There was plenty of opportunity to go out there and earn some spots, and they're listen. They're true freshmen. I get that, but. There's got to be some massive growth from those guys and the guys coming in. A wide receiver is a place you can play as a true freshman. So guys coming in got to push that group because as I look at it right now, it's hard to envision a first-round wide receiver. And Yeah, and I, le- I, yes, it is very hard to envision that. Sure. Yeah. I'll agree with uh, that. Yeah, and – you know they're all over the field out there, and whenever we've been at our best, at least offensively, we've had. It's not like a first-round wide receiver is a rarity around here, so it's not like I'm asking for something that never happens. You know? Yeah, there, there's not a first round. I, it, it's hard for me to see a first-round wide receiver coming out next year. But yeah, I, if you want to call it the biggest question mark going in the offseason, I'm, I'm fine with that. That's, that's okay. I yeah. kind of thought it was going to be offensive line three weeks ago, but maybe it is wide receivers now. Yeah. We'll see. Who knows? We'll probably change our opinion on that 15 times between let's now hope so. and let's uh, hope kickoff so. of the Content-wise, let's hope that's the case. Yeah. You know what's going to change after the spring game. That much sure. is sure. It may change after this break for me. That's how I'm uh, – I'm going to flip all over the place on this deal. All right, we got to hit a break. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino. I-44 exit 107. Stay tuned. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. We have eight Sooners on Team Speed in the Under Armour All-America game currently on ESPN2. We'll uh, give you updates on the game between Speed and Phantom. Do you know what the uh, betting line was between Speed and Phantom going into this game today? Did you put any action um, on it? Who's the quarterback for speed? Uh, Jackson Arnold and Jaden Rashada, I believe, are uh, on speed. Uh, speed was uh, minus 13 and a half. Mm. Those just like the national championship game. Very nice. Just like is the that what it is? Spread. I think it's actually down to 12, but I saw it initially released at like 13 and a half. It's a big wow, spread. I just, yeah. I just threw out a guess. Um uh, let's just hope no one gets injured in that thing, okay, 12 guys? and a half is currently the spread. But, yes, no, there's seven uh, OU signees playing today. Yeah, hopefully no one gets injured. That would be uh, right. that'd be bad. Uh, text line here. Any update on Jacob Sexton worried about the severity of his injury slash recovery for 2024? I don't have an update, but – 
I would say my initial guess is that it's going to be a long process. That's not good. That stinks. Just a guess, though. That's I don't I don't I don't know of anything. And let's see, when did we get back? We got back Friday. So I bet he had an MRI Friday, and they're probably figuring out what they're going to do moving forward. Top concerns. Number one, defensive line. Number two, O-line. That's changed a little after the bowl game. Three is wide receiver. That's from the text line. So defensive line is still their number one concern. Feel better? Yeah. Worse, the same about D line coming out of the bowl game. Um, not that the bowl game has to be the all you know end all indication on what it's going to be moving forward, but yeah, I Isaiah Coe's coming back, correct? Yeah, yeah, he announced that. I like Coe. I think he's set to have by far his best year next year. I think there were times this year when he was excellent. Um, we'll see what the Notre Dame kid has to offer. I don't expect anything groundbreaking there. I think he'll be a, I think he'll be a rotational guy. Um, I think we'll be vastly improved at edge, just with some experience with R. Mason Thomas, depending on how they use the the transfer from Indiana, McCullough, and hopefully we get some more development out of Downs and Grimes. I thought that was a I thought that was a group that stagnated pretty early in the season and didn't seem to make a whole lot no. of headway throughout. Wasn't it um yeah, it was so long ago. I, I think it was Grimes, right? That had just some crazy numbers. Yeah, he had like four and a half sacks yeah. through <laughs> three games. like the first two or three games yeah. and was leading the Big 12, and I don't think he had another one the rest of the year. It's like, God, is this guy going to be all Big 12 first team? Is he going to be all American? That didn't happen. Not only did he not have any more the rest of the year, I, it's like we didn't even call his name the rest of the year. Not good. So, Not good. Those guys got to, uh, got to have a, a really good offseason. But with McCullough, I don't know how they're – like necessarily I don't even know that they know how they're how and where they're going to use him yet but I I imagine he's going to be an edge guy at least some of the time and or Mason Thomas and you know rarely do I say uh oh here comes PJ a, come on PJ <laughs> let me hear it PJ PJ at a my bar goodness uh-oh. does he at least look the part my word well, you already called him uh, an octopus isn't that what you said yeah or, yeah He's got he's got some in, in he's got some incredible tools. We'll see we'll see how he's able to adapt and and you know I I imagine he plays he's at least going to play but just trying to temper expectations as of right now. Um, but I I think that there's a chance to not necessarily chance no, or I shouldn't say chance is the wrong. I think we will be improved on defensive line. Now, does that mean we'll be at the level everyone wants it to be? I don't know. I don't think so right out of the gate, but, you know, there's some potential there. Big Matt here. Am I the only one who is happy with the game? 
lots of young and hungry talent. Who stood out to you and why? Big Matt, we did the show on Friday, and seemingly everyone was happy about the game. Yeah. I don't know if that attitude has changed. I don't feel like it has, but I feel like most people came out of that thing pretty, you know, bummed about the loss but encouraged by what they saw. Yeah, I think that, yeah, we, we had an opportunity to win the football game and didn't do it. So that was, I think everyone was frustrated with that because we saw a lot of the same stuff. We saw opportunities squandered. We saw, you know, missed field goals. We saw, you know, touchdowns called back. It was a lot of the same stuff that we witnessed throughout the, the season. So that was frustrating. But, you know, we that that wasn't a it wasn't a game that was going to convince everyone that the year was a massive success or if we lost it that it was a massive failure. I think everyone by this time had already cooked in what this year was. So if you view it that way, I think you probably came away feeling encouraged by quite a few things. Young running backs looked good. Um, some offensive linemen Save given an, an opportunity sure. looked really good. Savion Bird, Guyton looked good at times, really good at times. Can I give you one um, that's not, I mean, a, a guy that played a lot but is still a young player? You said Friday you thought Stutzman played his best game of the year. Yeah, right? that's where I was going next. Stutzman, his, his last, like, three games of the year were really good. And I think he ended with his best, his most confident, his most physical, um, least amount of mistakes of the year probably, probably graded out the best. Um, he did. It, it wasn't perfect. He did have the, the one play where he had a chance for a big tackle for loss. He actually had two sacks. One of them they didn't even review, pathetic. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think next year he is going to be a uh, – Week in, week out, mistake-free leader of the defense. That's what they need, man. I'm ha- I'm happy with where he is and and what what he's going to do coming into the year. So, by the way, yeah, uh, texted in three minutes ago before we started talking about Danny. This text from the three one two says Steve Stutzman here, really enjoying the show. What's yeah. up, Steve? What's going on? Thanks for listening in from Orlando uh, out there. Down in Florida. Yeah. No, he he had a uh, a great end of the season. And, no, I I went through Friday all the reasons why the deck was stacked against him this year. Uh, And all of those reasons he fought through and ended up, you know, performing really good. Another full year of, you know, reviewing tape talking about the defense like the just gaining the knowledge that he needs he'll be a guy that hardly ever uh, makes a mistake next year I, and uh, like i said he got more and more physical as the year went on and he played more snaps he played lower uh, you know he's a taller guy he's you know he's 63 he's probably he's probably 63 and a half there's a lot of surface area whenever you're that tall at backer and you know, he's, he's got to get better at playing low and, and, and more punch whenever he's getting off of blocks. But that's the that's usually the very last skill that you're able to develop. I asked you on Friday. I said, uh, all right, two guys here. Who are you more confident in that's going to be a dude at their, you know, with, like within their position group? 
Stutzman or Billy Bowman, and you felt pretty confident it's Stutzman over Bowman. Not that you thought, or and I definitely don't think this, that Bowman's not going to be a good player. I think Bowman's got a chance to be a great yeah. player next year. You just feel really good about Stutzman being yep. the player they need him to be next year is what it sounded like. Yep, I do. I think he'll be – I think he'll probably be an all-conference player um, at least. And like, one of the main reasons I – I gave that is because I don't. He does not have any physical limitations. His size is perfect uh, for you know for for what he plays. And he was starting to play like closer to his true speed at the end of the year. And Bowman, as explosive as he is, as athletic as he is, he has a, a size disadvantage. You know, he he gives up some length, and that is that's something that he has to deal with. Uh, but I. But that's not to say that I don't think he's going to be really good. I do. All right. Hey, Quick Steve has no yep. choice than to continue to listen to us now throughout this offseason. <laughs> right. right. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left in hour number two. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment, What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, everyone saw what happened last night. Monday Night Football, Bills Bengals. uh, Big time football game. A lot riding on that game. And not going to get into the injury or anything, but um, you know there was all there was questions about: Do they replay it, or do they take a delay, go back, regroup, and come out and finish the game? They're going to replay it later this week. What are they going to do? Well, the NFL's come out and said there are going to be no Week 18 changes. So. They're as of right now, they're not scheduled to replay that game uh, anytime this week. So we'll have to kind of see what unfolds. That, I don't is that for the ones that you know, the Bills have a chance and the Bengals right as, as yes. the one seed in the AFC, which be a first round buy in home field. That's it's big, right? So I don't know. Maybe they are hoping that that situation resolves itself this week. But I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know I how know. they're going to. Unless be, you push the wild card round back a week and then just don't take that week off before the Super Bowl. I would say there's no way they do that. I, I mean, I don't. What else do as, you do? As crazy as this sounds, I think you like do a f- coin flip or something. Oh gosh, because well, the because the Chiefs are in this too. There's yeah. three teams, that, I think, that could have the one seed in the AFC. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they hope it resolves itself, but I, I, I don't even know. Maybe they go to, like, you know, division and then points scored or whatever those tiebreakers are as far as they go down. I have no idea, but I don't see how they can replay the, the game yeah. any time well, now this I, late I, in the year. I don't I – don't, it's, it's going to be really tough for the Bills moving forward, don't you think? Right, they're still a really good team with a chance to win the Super Bowl, but I I can't imagine coming back on a short week after all that. Yep, 
Um, and I, you know, it's it's scary that we still haven't had much of an update. Well, you know? I mean, yeah, still in critical condition. Yeah. Okay. Um, next story. Harbog to the NFL, Tyler. That's the rumors out there. Apparently, Carolina he Panthers, huh? At least had a conversation with uh, Tepper about the position. I don't know if you would classify it as he interviewed for the job, um, but there was already a report kind of going around that if he got an offer from an NFL job, he would take it. Right. So that's interesting. Coming off of a you know, back-to-back playoff appearances, playoff losses. It's been the but, best time to be at Michigan in about 25 yeah. years, man. You got Ohio State on their heels and, you know, not knowing how to get over the hump against you. Like, you are the king of the Big Ten right now, the king of the North. I, I guess his heart's just in the NFL, but I wouldn't be looking to leave Michigan right now. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Um, last thing I've got. How does 90 teams for the NCAA basketball tourney yeah, uh, sound to you, not, Tyler? Not great. Um, I guess Sankey <laughs> was the first guy, the SEC commissioner, to bring this up right before football season is, I think, when we were talking about it. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I think expanding the tournament has hurt the regular season for college basketball. I don't see how this helps the regular season for college basketball, expanding it to 90 teams. Well – I don't think there's much of a regular season for college basketball anyways. Um, you're just watching to watch basketball and root for your team. Um, you know, my – they want more teams in. They want more games. They want more fan bases engaged. They want more TV money. Uh, why 90? Why not 100? Why not 120? Like, I don't why is it. the cutoff at, at 90? Like, my biggest – because it's I think really they a, want a quarter of the they want a quarter of the teams to get in. I think is why it was at ninety was the number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they do. I, I've I've long said that they lose all the momentum that they have on opening weekend, anyways, uh, by when they continue to wait and draw it out as long as they do. I think they should just hammer the entire tournament out straight through. And it would be glorious. And they would keep everyone's attention. But after you play that opening weekend and, you know, most of the second weekend when everyone's bracket has been destroyed, then everyone checks out. Everyone checks in originally because everyone fills out a bracket and they've got something to see. But as all that time elapses, everyone just loses interest. So I think that's the best way that they could improve it, but what do I know? All right, I got three. That's all I got. Yeah, I got three. We'll roll through quick. Uh, first, I guess Herb Street said this yesterday regarding Caleb Williams' fingernails. Quote, can Lincoln maybe police that a little bit? That's not great representation of him or the school. He can paint whatever he wants. Fight on maybe would work. But I don't know about these, you know, Notre Dame and Utah, in quotes. I didn't see right. Caleb Williams' fingernails yesterday. Um but, yes, Kirk, he, he should be policing that a little bit, saying blank Utah and Notre Dame and all that, most fingernails. Well, it, see, you used to be, like, remember when guys used to write stuff on their tape, like taped wrist and and whatever? 
I, I think there was a rule about what you could write, what you couldn't, and I think they ended up maybe eliminating it. I can't even remember uh, if it's if they still do it or not. But the problem is, like, the high-definition cameras, right? It, it's crazy that he can be out in the middle of the field throwing a football and the cameras on the sideline can zoom in on a fingernail in perfect clarity to see what it has written on there. Uh, this comment did not age well for Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. I uh, referenced it earlier in the show. Got a little music behind it. But here's J.J. McCarthy before the Fiesta Bowl talking about TCU's defense. Mm, three three five was a big conversation, and uh, JJ, you didn't handle the three three five all that well, bud. Well, yeah, that's you know we had this discussion before the game. You know, the fact that these teams haven't seen this three three five is uh, it's different. It's different. It's difficult. It's it's blocked differently. The fronts are different. The support players coming from the second level are different. It's tough. Um, now, if Michigan saw it throughout the year, then maybe that would be something. But, yeah, that uh, that did not age well. Uh, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. to play in 2023 is right here at Riverwind. With over 2,800 of your favorite games. And with the best rewards program in OKC. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the Metro's best casino experience. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. You know, you and I were both, I think everyone actually, was high on Florida State going into the Cheez-It Bowl. Um, Our thoughts about individual positions for OU maybe changed a little bit after that game. Do your thoughts on Florida State change at all? And do you think that they are a college football playoff contender going into next year? Um, is Johnny Wilson coming back? I think so. I think he is. Yeah. I would say, I don't know if they're a college football playoff contender. That's That seems to be going a bit far. I would say that they're an ACC contender. Oh, I think it'll be FSU and Clemson, one and two, most yeah. likely. That's kind of what I think, but it's hard to go much past that right now. You know, we've got some good players, though. They are, they're uh, second level defensively. Their backers and secondary are, are pretty impressive. Well, they've added some nice players in the portal, too, by the way. They got the corner oh, from really? Virginia. Um, they got the D, was it? Or was it the offensive lineman from UTEP they got? Yeah, they, they've had a – they got the uh, the other tight end from South Carolina, 
They they've had yeah. a nice little portal run here. Yep. They're going to be they're going to be continuing the ACC. If they win that, perhaps they got a shot at the playoff, but I w- it's hard to call them a, a contender right now. All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next. Stay tuned. <laughs> 